This is Latour Live with Dave Latour on News Radio WHP 580. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting, jam packed, entertaining Latour Live. Here, as always, with the number one co host in the world. See, now we're talking. Frank, the man Schofield. It's taken me three months to get you to this level. To get you to that level? Thank you. On the big board, our guest star today, on the big board, Mr. Art Selby. Art, how are you? Doing pretty good. How you guys doing? Are you uh, happy to be uh, replacing the one and only Michael Parks today, who's on a uh, some sort of uh, trip somewhere, doing something? I'm freaking ecstatic. Oh, well, we're, <laughs> we're, we're happy to have you. And then sitting in in the guest chair this time, for, for our second time, actually, a good yeah. friend of the show, um, Penn Live Opinion Page editor did yes I say it right? yeah, yeah absolutely john l mysick what does the l stand for larry um, lawrence well yeah as a matter of fact i know it could only be a few things how, how many options are there yeah i mean right. what what, what, what else would there be leopold no, linwood yeah, no, it's lawrence. leonardo it's, well, it's leonardo so, you're like, you're, but you're a, you're a wop like me you'll appreciate yes it. a uh, wop it's lorenzo lorenzo for my for my my, my my paternal my my paternal my, my maternal grandfather yeah came over from a little village called san giovanni paolo Wow. Uh, outside of Naples, 1928. Wow. Three buddies from one village, married three sisters from the next town over. And they all immigrated. And here we are. Boy, immigration. That's a hot topic. And, we'll not, talk- and not once was my family <laughs> broken up at the border. Not and once. And that is certainly an issue we will talk about uh, just a little bit later. Uh, today, uh, what, the guest, guest we're going to have on our show a little bit later is... Uh, PCN, Pennsylvania Cable Network President and CEO Brian Lockman. PCN, believe it or not, John, recently celebrated the 800th episode of PA Books. I had no idea so many books had been written about Pennsylvania. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? So we're going to talk with them a little bit about... a lot about the Star Barn, though. I'll tell you what. It sure is. So we're going to talk a little bit with Brian about... Some of the best episodes, some of the best books he remembers. I think some of that will surprise us. Art. Yo. Since you're going to sit in here for the next two uh, episodes uh-huh. while Parksy is gone to God knows where, some sort of trip somewhere, <laughs> WHP 580 trip. He's with RJ. He's with RJ He's somewhere, with RJ, right? They're, who I'm, they're who, in a mount- who I'm sitting in for tomorrow on Face the State, so this explains so much. Okay, oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's like at the, at the Grand Canyon or something like that? He's all over the place, yeah. They're all over the But they're the not West. out of the country. No, no, they're no. in the U.S., yeah. Right. So, Art, I'm looking at your Twitter feed, at okay. sign ACelby0372. Oh, wait, I gotta, I gotta follow it. And then I hear you, I see a picture of you with some very small dogs. Can yes. You, what, what's that all about? Those are uh, our, my two uh, new Chihuahua pups we got in the last six months. We we live on a farm up in uh, northern Dolphin County, close to Halifax. We have pretty much every type of animal you can think of. We have our own little zoo. So yeah, we have we have four pups. My wife has like fifteen horses, something like that. Some of them are minis. We have cats. Have a bearded dragon, a rabbit. We have birds. We have everything. We love animals. Well, let me ask you a serious What's question. What's a bearded dragon? What the hell is a bearded dragon? It's a little. Is it like a lizard? Uh, yeah, it's a little reptile. Lizard yeah. with the le- like the you let him crawl things on like you? here. Sure. Yeah. He crawls around in your house uh, on you. No, he's he lives in an aquarium. But I mean, when oh. I get him out, he's on me. Yeah, sure. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you worried that the horses might stomp on the chihuahuas? They're never around them. They really? don't get close to them. 
I, w- I would never put a chihuahua in a horse pen. Do huh? the chihuahuas like going outdoors, or are they mostly indoor dogs? They do like going outside, but, I mean, mainly I keep them indoors, yeah. Are chihuahuas friendly? Mine are. A lot of them are Most not. Most of them look very, you know, John. Highly strong. They, they shudder a lot. They're angry. Like, they're, they're not. They're, 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 like they have anxiety. They shudder. Shudder. Yeah. shudder. They shudder. You ever seen a chihuahua? They're shaking like You're a right. leaf. Every time you go do, near one, they're your, shaking like a leaf. Art, do your chihuahua shudder? Mine are confident chihuahuas. <laughs> they never shake. They're, they're, they just want fed, right. and they want held. I think they're angry. They're not bigger. So. Art, then I look further at your Twitter feed, and I notice your sports Fair. fandom is friggin' off the charts. You are and see if everybody can follow me on this. You are an it. Orioles fan. Yes. Such a trying time. A Cowboys yep. fan. Yep. A North Carolina Tar Heels fan. Mm-hmm. Is that just for college basketball? I I love North Carolina everything, but I'm a Notre Dame football fan over Carolina. That's the only uh, Carolina team I'd root against. Houston Rockets. Yep. How the hell does that happen? Uh, well, when I was growing up. Because you also put the Bulls down here. You can't have two teams sure in the you NBA. Can. No. <laughs> I think you're breaking a man rule. There's reasons for all this, though. Unless if you're John Meisick, you root for two Premier League soccer teams. <laughs> I only root for one. Uh, Man United. And, no, and they're, and they're in the championship right now. They missed. They missed promotion. Yeah, they they really bit it there. Bit Aston Villa. All right. So how do you root for the Rockets and the Bulls? Well, the Bulls. I, I love Michael Jordan. That's the obvious reason why I'm a Bulls fan. As, as far as the Rockets go, are my, you still a Bulls fan because oh yeah. of Michael Jordan? Yeah. Oh yeah. Or so shouldn't you be a Washington Wizards fan too? Because he ended up. I rooted uh, for them. I rooted for them back in the day when he played for them. My my stepmom is from Harrisonburg, Virginia, where Ralph Sampson was from. Oh. And when Ralph played for Virginia, he went to the Rockets. So that's kind of why I became a Rockets fan way back then. Now you're also a Flyers fan, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Congratulations! Yes. Oh, no, no. You're very tasteful. <laughs> no, no, you're very, no, you have great taste they're in ter- hockey fans. No, they're terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're a Hurricanes fan, right? We yeah, talked about this. Former yeah. Hartford Whalers. Grew, grew, up, grew up a Whalers fan, skated in youth hockey leagues with the sons of former New England Whalers. Uh, the Canes and I landed in North Carolina at the start of the 97-98 season, so it was a, it was a lateral for me. I've been rooting ever since, my the, entire life. The, the team that has gone the longest without a playoff uh, appearance in the NHL is the, the Carolina Hurricanes. You won the cup and have never been back. In 06, we haven't been to the playoffs in nine seasons. Maybe this year will be our, uh, this coming season will be That's our That's incredible. It's, it's painful. It's and then, just awful. And then lastly, Art, I see on your bio, Twitter bio, that you love announcing Bishop McDevitt football games. Yep. And so doing you're it. the play-by-play. Yep, for, for 10 Mc... years. Yep. For 10 years. Really? That's cool. Yep. So, I like that. So let me ask you, Art, who is your favorite, because it's a storied program, who is your favorite Bishop McDevitt football player of all time? And I want you to think very clearly about this. Who is your favorite? Probably one. Bishop McDevitt football player of all time. I'm going to say Andre Robinson. Let me ask the question again. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get the same answer. Might you not realize that somebody in this room here played football for Bishop McDevitt that is not named John or Frank Schofield? So I will ask you again, who is your favorite Bishop McDevitt football player of all time? Would that be you? Thank you, Art. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I'll Thank go along with much. that for the next 40 minutes or so. Yes, what, yes. What Thank position you. did you play? Guard. Did you really? 
were guard. You, were you like Rudy? Let me be very clear. <laughs> well, this was the late 80s. Let me be very clear. Like, I wouldn't qualify for Waterboy now on that team. Right. I was no, like a gotta, five, you, I was like a five, six, 145 pound guard. You couldn't even be safety now. Now you have to be nine feet tall and 35 years yeah, old. Yeah, their offensive linemen now are like six to 300. Who do you consider your favorite? Bishop McDevitt player. Well, let me get back to our Andre Robertson. Oh, yeah. yeah he was back. my favorite. Absolutely. And he transferred out of Penn State. Do we know where he's going? I don't know where he's going, huh? Okay. If you had to pick second, who would it be? Uh, <laughs> I'll say right now I, I love Chase Deal. He's a great quarterback. It's his senior year. Okay. I've really enjoyed watching him play. Of my, all time, my of favorite, all the years. Well, he's only been doing it 10 years, so his history on McDevitt probably doesn't go back that far, correct? It goes back to him growing up. No, I do, but I mean, I, I have my favorites through the years. I mean, certainly. Andre Robinson was just a superstar at Bishop McDevitt. He, he, was, he was the man. I mean, they've had so many great players go through the, the, the team. I mean, it's, it's tough to say. I will say that my favorite Bishop McDevitt football—well, I'll, I'll break it down into, I'll break it down into two. My favorite football player of all time from McDevitt was a running back named Jimmy Bryant, who— Played in the well, went on to the Big Thirty Three and ended up playing at Ohio State. Uh, silky smooth, uh, nicest guy in the world, no attitude, helped everybody kind of guy. The best all-around athlete I ever saw play for McDevitt outside of it was actually a, a, a fullback named Sean Borowski. Fullback, oh, yeah. linebacker, punter, place kicker, could do it all. Um, I mean, so could play quarterback if you wanted him to. I mean, Sean could do it all. Yeah, he was and a he beast. Was, he yeah. was the best all-around athlete I ever played. And I know what I'm saying when I'm not including people like Ricky Waters or um, LaShawn McCoy. Um, but I would pay admission to go see Ricky Waters and LaShawn McCoy. Fortunately, I got to play with Ricky Waters, um, uh, Jimmy Bryant, and Sean Browski. They were pretty unbelievable athletes. You just kind of stand Could you bring there. up glory days in the background like real soft? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw one more name out there. Kobe White. Kobe White was one of my favorite Bishop McDevitt players through the years. Wide receiver. Went to Boston College. Just a a great kid. Is he still there? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. John, you got to realize it's the Dave Latour show. I'm well aware. It's it's always the Dave Latour show. There's no cast of characters. There's no background flesh of layers. It's all Latour (laughs) all the time. One more thing. We got about two minutes in this segment. One more thing I do want to touch about sports wise is uh, what a sham the U.S. Open golf tournament has become. What a sham the USGA is. Uh, Now, I'm fairly certain Mike Davis, CEO of USGA, doesn't listen to our show, but he's a punk. He's an absolute punk. He ruins that tournament every damn year. He tries to uh, drive golfers to the brink of madness, and what he ends up doing is ruining a golf tournament, our signature golf tournament every year, Uh, whether it's setup or rain or rules issues, things you never see. Fox Sports. Fox Sports. (laughs) I mean, how do you not prepare a uh, how do you not prepare for wind? Do you not look at the weather forecast when you're preparing a setup for a golf course? Do you not look? You, you did you think, not you know so. 30 mile an hour winds were coming in uh, to the Hamptons that day? So he sets up all these hard pin placements. The greens are too dry. Balls are just rolling off everywhere. I mean, it it looked like your nightmare version of miniature golf. And uh, when these guys were out there trying, I, to play. I always have trouble with the with the clown. And, and the well, they should have put clowns. They should have yeah. put the clown mouse all over those <laughs> and, screens. And, and you know, it started with just the toughness of it, and then the Mickelson incident, and then 
like Father's Day, just watching it. It was, it was so non-eventful. It was so boring. Yeah. It, it, I just couldn't even get invested in it, and I wanted to so bad. That's why I love the Open Championship yeah. in, in uh, the UK the best. As soon as Tiger was done, I tuned out. But, hey, look, Brooks Kepka has balls of steel the way that guy putts to win two it, right? back-to-back U.S. Opens, and Phil Mickelson can get bent. I just think he's a punk. Hey, we'll be right back on Latour Live, WHP 580, WHP580.com. Now back to Latour Live with Dave and Frank on News Radio WHP 580. Hey, welcome back to Latour Live. So, look, the immigration issue is pretty big. Uh, we tape this show on Wednesdays. Yes. Um, as of now, Donald Trump has claimed that he's got a very big announcement coming out about the uh, immigration issue. He's, the Washington Post is reporting that he will sign in order to end the family separations at the border. What do we think about that, John? Are we happy? That he's doing something that he ought not, that he's ending a practice he ought never to have engaged in to begin with? Yes. No. But we're happy he's ending it. I'm, I am glad it is ending. Yes. It should never have taken place in the first place. I completely agree with you. I think it's a monstrous policy. I think that uh, trying to extract votes on a border wall and terrorizing children in the process is horrific, horrific politics. I've been going back and forth with a lot of people on Twitter about this. I I saw some of that today. Yeah, I've taken a lot of criticism because, um, look, I'm very clear. What Trump did was wrong. But what I'm getting, trying to get people to understand, John, is how we got here. We got here from decades of inactivity. It's, 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 it's a problem that stretched across at least two administrations. Congress had a shot at fixing this in a very real way in 2013 with the Gang of Eight bill that passed 68 to 31 out of the Senate and then promptly disappeared without trace in the House. So what's been left is we've, we've had President Bush making policy on the fly. We've had President Obama making a promise, pro- policy through executive fiat on the fly with court orders and consent decrees there to guide them, which isn't really lawmaking. It's, it's, it's sort of, not. And it's it, sort and of it, like, And it leaves it, wide, it leaves it wide open to the kind of policymaking we've seen over the last week to 10 days. So what makes me angry about this whole thing is that failure of Congress is that failure of the Bush administration, is that failure of the Obama administration to really come together and do what's right. And so, you know, I really held off on Twitter talking about this issue at all until really the last 12 to 24 hours. And I really believe at the end of the day that there is never going to be a solution to solve this, that you and I could be sitting at this table 20 years from now and people still be playing political BS with lives because it's too political. Everything is political. You can go back. You, you know, don't need I, me, but you don't need me to tweet you videos of um, uh, the Senate Minority Leader and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama saying one thing and then saying another, or Republicans saying one thing and then saying another. They all do it. They've all done it. They've all failed. And what did that failure lead us to? Which is the point I was trying to make on Twitter. You're limited in character, so maybe I wasn't as artful as I should have been. But my point was this. We got what Donald Trump did after years of failure. The loophole was created through, like you said, a mishmash of nonsense. And he used it. He used it, and it it was horrific that he used it. 
Well, we, it's, it's a failure on, on multiple levels, but the way this administration has cynically capitalized on it, um, from Sessions saying that they'll deny entry to yes. asylum seekers who are fleeing domestic violence or gang violence, to, to Trump saying he's now going to prosecute every illegal border crosser criminally, when you and I both know that's a misdemeanor offense that does not necess- this is never going to happen. That does not necessitate the separation of families, and then to try to fob this off as as a failure of law, when in fact it was an administ- a policy deliberately undertaken by this administration, as you as you pointed out, just to yes. squeeze to squeeze votes on some, on a border wall, on a border wall, on an end to extended family migration, on a st- on an end to the border lottery was cynical in the extreme, but you're right. Every step that has been taken over the last 10 years has led us to this point. There's been an abdication of responsibility by Congress to address this in a meaningful way. We had a shot five years ago, but the House dropped the ball, and, and now here we are. And until Congress shows leadership. Congress, is ab- have- Congress has abdicated its responsibility on trade. It's abdicated its responsibilities on war making. I could, I could run down the list. Yeah. So my point is, and I agree with you, my point is, he could sign anything today saying it's over, but then he could turn around next week and start it all up again. The next yeah, president – if, if, there's, if there's a constraint of law on him, which, which we don't have right now. If there's a constraint – and that's my point. Until somebody solves this problem, so let, let's say, let's, he and other presidents can do the same damn well, that's thing. What so let us say tomorrow the president signs a law that legally ends – family separations of the yes. border and has the constraint of law on him. Yes. Then it, en- then it ends in a really meaningful, meaningful and permanent way. But you're right. Until or unless that happens, he has virtually unfettered power to do this stuff. It's just policy whether it gets enforced or not. Correct? What's that? It's just policy whether it gets enforced or not, and they chose to enforce it. No. It's a loophole. No. Bor- border crossing, illegally border crossing, is a misdemeanor. It's the, right. sa- it's the same as a traffic ticket. They have chosen to prosecute it criminally as a felony, which necessitated the, the yeah. Like I that, said, that's a con- separate that's their the, people, right. that's, that's, separate that's, people from their children. That's not a law. That's a conscious choice over a misdemeanor. Yeah, John. Really, I want to talk to you about something a little bit more serious that occurred this week with Donald Trump, and um, I hope you'll. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to be interested in your take on this. Uh, let me just play this sound clip for you, please. Space Force. What do we think of that space force? I mean, he's proposed a uh, an interstellar space force run entirely by Americans that the military says it doesn't want and doesn't need, and that is preposterously expensive. Art, we should have a space force, don't you think? I, I would I, join. I, I, I would join the space force. I will say my favorite Twitter meme of the whole week, though, was it was a, it was a screen cap from a, from the first gen Star Trek where they're all sort of shaking back and forth. <laughs> And Trump's head is on Kirk's body in the captain chair. Welcome to the Space Force. It was fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Art, are you ready for Space Force? I wish I had a nickel for all the spaceball memes I've seen on Facebook after that happened. (laughs) I I mean, you got to give it to him, man. I mean, he's one of a kind when it comes to this stuff. Oh, wait. So I got to tell you about this. So today at at the newsroom, because we get press releases from... Wait. Hang on a second. Space Force. We created that this week, so I, I have to run I, it a couple I, I times. Understand. And I got to, you know what, Phil? I got to, I got to find this email so I can read it to you. Okay, all right. 
Frank, would you join Space Force? I would join. No, Space I'm 51. Force. I'm done. Yeah, but you <laughs> I'm can done. Be, you I'm can on be, the other side. But Dave. apparently, like, I'm looking for an exit. I'm out. But, you I, know, I think they waived the physical. The, the president, yeah, yeah. The president just kind of wings it. So I'm thinking we could all join and be like admirals. Wow. We could be like Admiral Kirk. I remember the day I just woke up and realized NASA I would cheat was on, gone. I, I, would I, cheat, like, I would cheat on the Kobayashi Maru. I would cheat on the Kobayashi of course, Maru. Of course you and, would. And pass the captain's test and at least be a captain. Okay, so, so here it is. This is it. So right, we, okay. we, got, we got a press release today <laughs> from the world's first space nation, Asgardia. <laughs> Shut up. No, I swear <laughs> to God. No, no. Somebody said that the, 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 <laughs> an official in the government of Asgardia, which is the nation's first space nation, <laughs> Came out against the militarization of space. <laughs> I, they did. Where, who are they? Who are they? Like, like, so like, it's not a joke. No, they take themselves this, this very seriously. Like, this is like the people who like register as Jedi. This yeah, is, yeah. This is like a thing happening in the real world. It's in England. You can make it out what you want. But they have a website. They must. Oh man, we've got to find them. Hit we've the, got hit the, find... You got the Google machine over there. Oh, I've got too many computers here. I can barely. I can right, barely. Gonna, keep... And there's too many and things does, I want to ask you about. Where does SpaceX fit in all this with that's, Elon Musk? Where, where well, are he's they working fit? with the U.S. government? That's, I, they see nothing but coin. That's like a profit center waiting to happen. So they can build like the first X-wing fighters. And, and is stuff. NASA still around? Oh, the NASA's still. A th- yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're a thing. They they would do exploration. What do they do? <laughs> they would do exploration while the come on hit hit the, hit the button. Hit Oh, the space, they would do, the they, space would they do what? They would, they would NASA, do... NASA would do exploration while the... Space Force! ...would take care of the fighting. Do you guys ever wonder how much debris up there and trash floating around? That's actually one of the great hazards, by the way. I know. They have to, like, the, the Universal the, the Space Station, they've got all that... Right. Like, space There's crap. junk up there everywhere. I, I satellites, that, dead, dead yeah. satellites. Little, little rocks. Yeah. All right, we got to move through some things. We only no, look, 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 three look, minutes look, in this look, segment. Look, look, Asgardia. See? Asgardia. I did not make this up. A S G A R D I A like nation, Asga- like Asga- the space kingdom, See? proposed like- nation in outer space, and they actually have currency called solar. Jeez, all right. Well, what you know was that, that George right. Clooney movie about space? Well, no, you know Asgard Solaris. is the, Asgard is the home of, that's where Thor's from. It's the home of the North <laughs> that was Star. Great. All right, stop. I need to ask you some no, questions. I, I like where you can't we, invite him in and tell him to stop. No, Let where him are go. we? Where are we on it's the gov- show now? Where are we on go, the governor's race? It. Where are we on the governor's race? A lot oh, of money for God. Wolf, not a lot of money for right, so Wagner. It's a, so, it's a, a t- so the June fundraising figures are out, and the governor has a ten to one fundraising advantage over now former senator state former senator Scott Wagner of York County. I heart media, Mr. Governor. We got plenty of inventory I'm for you. Pen Live too, man. Digital ads like you wouldn't believe. Fifteen point two million, Dave. That's the Wagner's one point six. So do you see any way Wagner can fill that gap? Unless he loans it. He's gonna have to loan it he's, to himself. He's, gonna, he's a multimillionaire. No one's that multi. I mean, yeah. he's gonna have to loan himself a lot of coin. He's gonna, oh. he's gonna help for RGA money. I hope he's gonna have to hope as he gets into the thick of this thing and maybe the polling titans yeah. that uh, the donors open their wallets. But that's just that's some money. And the governor you, has, the governor doesn't have to spend anything really. Are you yet. impressed that Pence came in for him? Pence, uh, yeah, so no, everybody I, knows, I, did a fundraiser for him in Philadelphia, Philadelphia on Tuesday yeah. night this week. Yeah, no, and that was heavily protested by people yes. down in Rittenhouse, thousands in Rittenhouse Square to protest the uh, immigration policy the president now apparently yes. wants to end. I mean, you know, this <laughs> Republicans have uh, Republicans have a thirty-three seventeen or thirty-two eighteen. Sorry, no, 30, oh. 33 seventeen advantage in. I'm doing that math wrong. Thirty-two eighteen, excuse me, advantage in governors' mansions nationwide. Yes. They want to try to flip as many Democratic states as they can. The polling I see, and if you look at, like, say, Stu Rothenberg or the Cook Political Report, this is it's either lean Dem or safe Dem. 
All right. So, and you know, historically, Dave, you know this. It's a tough yeah. to unseat a sitting governor. Sure. Wolf broke that rule in fourteen by defeating Tom Corbett. So, who knows what could happen this year? But it looks like you know things are breaking his way. And then, lastly, I want to talk about Brian Sims. Why are we talking about a nondescript state rep from southeastern Philadelphia? It's because when Pence was going He's to from Center City, whatever. Um, when uh, when Pence came to uh, went to uh, Philadelphia on Tuesday, he posted a picture on Twitter uh, giving the vice president the middle finger. Uh, it's, it's, kind of, at, it's kind of it's kind of a welcome to, uh, to yeah. Philly. It's it's at Brian B R I A N Sims S I M S P A at Brian Sims P A. And he basically just gives the VP the middle finger. It was a bad thing to. I mean, I, I get wanting to protest. It was kind of a bad thing to do. Though. I mean, are we really? Are we really? It, it's it's that's what we are. Because it's, Trump's it's, doing it, so we it's, should it's all do cool, it. I mean, it's the overall. We were talking about this in the office this morning. It's the overall coarsening of our politics. It didn't really. It doesn't make him look particularly adult. It doesn't further the debate. It doesn't give any discussion. It, you know, he's playing. He's playing to you know the indivisible and and resistance. Is, he and actually told Mike. Ben, he actually told Mike Pence to get bent. Get bent, then get out. My issue is, go ahead. No, go ahead. You no, my my issue really is here is, uh, that's not the way to protest. Right. The vice president. I thought a very stunning protest in Rittenhouse Square yesterday. That was a, all, the turnout. The turnout for that was amazing. But but the visual of all the children's shoes. Yeah. That they laid out in yep. Rittenhouse Square. That the media took pictures that was of very to effect- show incre- a, a quietly effective, effective yep. protest. Mike. Or, or uh, Brian Sims could take a lesson from those protesters and those children that were there to support children they didn't even know. Yeah, he it, should be better than that. Uh, I mean, look, Brian. It was a punk move. It was a punk Brian move. Brian has a certain element of self promotion about him. I, I like him and all that, but that was it was it made it made him the story, and he ought not to have been. My question is, how strong or weak is the Republican Party? I mean, you have Steve Schmidt stepping aside. A bunch of people are kind of muddying around. Where is the party right now? Yeah, where, the, the, state, where, the state party? Yeah. I kind of rudderless. I mean, you hear stories about- But are people leaving the- Like, it just seems like- I mean, there's, I mean, you, It's you, just you, ugly. You hear about this defection on State Street, that there's been an, there's been a turnover, like almost a complete turnover in staff over there. I mean, it certainly isn't uh, Alan Novak's party. It's not Rob Grayson's right. party anymore. That's a good uh, point, Alec Novak. I like that. has been a lot of churn. Well, I don't know where I am. Yeah. I, I used to be solid. You know what I mean? These are tough times. I don't times even know who I am. Sure. Do you know who you are? I'm I'm Dave Latour, host of Latour Live. <laughs> well, everybody knows that, of course. <laughs> hey, guys, we'll be right back. Uh, coming up, Brian Lockman, CEO of Pennsylvania Cable Network. Latour Live, WHP 580. Latour Live lives on our podcast page at whp580.com. The older I get. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. Dave Latour here with you on Latour Live. Frank Schofield, Art Selby on the big board, stepping in for Parksy. And of course, John Mysick of Penn Live sitting in with us as well today. And I want to bring in our guest today, our featured guest. Sorry, John, you're not the featured guest. You're just the guest. That, you know, that wasn't in my contract. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. Do you that. have a contract? Of course I have a contract. You think <laughs> I just like come strolling in here off uh, the street? Yeah, because it's all about Dave. I negotiate stop, this stuff. Stop, stop. Our featured guest, Mr. Brian Lockman, CEO and president of PCN and host of PA Books. Brian, how are you? Good, Dave. How are you? Good. Good, Brian. So let me see if I get this straight. You have now done 800 episodes of PA Books. Is that correct? Yeah, 800 yeah. episodes. Actually, uh, tomorrow I'm going to record 800, number 814. Yes. So and, and have you done all of them, Brian? Yeah. 
Yeah. So give people a quick primer on what PA Books is all about. It's pretty self-explanatory, but you kind of give them the gist. Well, a long time ago, I worked at C-SPAN, and I was a big fan of a show that Brian Lamb, the founder of C-SPAN, did there called uh, Book Notes. <clears throat> and uh, when I came to PCN, I, I was just eager to rod his idea and just shamelessly rip it off and do a version here. But I wanted to do it on books about Pennsylvania, and not Pennsylvania authors, but books about Pennsylvania, because I want people to learn something about Pennsylvania when they watch the program. And I originally thought it would be like a half-hour show once a month, because really, how many books about Pennsylvania can there possibly be? And Apparently, you know, at least 814. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be, and they keep on coming. So it's it's great fun. It's great fun to to read a book and know I'm going to spend an hour with the author afterwards. And because we are Pennsylvania, we've got the history we've got. There's every major historian eventually writes something about Pennsylvania. So it's been a real treat. So you somehow, after 814 episodes, have come up with your top 18 episodes. Well, my question is, why not 20? Well, why not actually, your top 20? The Patriot asked for that. They asked for 18. Way to go, Mysick. Whole... Don't blame this. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey John. Hey, Brian. I, I think they're doing a whole series on, since it's 2018, they're doing 18 favorite restaurants and 18 favorite this and that, you know. So it was. It would be easier to come up with my favorite 50 because I, I, I just, you know, who's your favorite child? It's, you've had some, and you've had some, and I get it, you've had some great, like, in your top 18, you have uh, you interviewed John Eisenhower, author of General Ike, The President's Son. I mean, that's that's pretty cool stuff. Perhaps my favorite book and interview you did was with Amy Strauss, author of Pennsylvania Scrapple. Oh, I love her. Pennsylvania Scrapple. Amen, brother. Yes. I, anytime I order it when I'm out, my family turns them out, the most horrible expressions on their face, and I grew up with it, and it's, it's nice to see somebody finally giving I'm, it the I'm recognition. Ne I'm never going to understand Scrapple. Scrapple's I'll the never best, man. You're insane. <laughs> <laughs> Frank loves... Like, what do you... What do you what Frank, kind of you're, kind of, you're, what, from, you're from this area. How could you not like Scrapple? I just like, what condiment do you put with it? Ketchup? Mustard? What do you do with it? I, I don't even know. I put a little ketchup. I just have it grilled with nothing on it. Although yeah, that's the other way to do it. Out, yeah. Some people will put uh, maple syrup on it. I don't really understand that. that. Yeah, I, I was never one of those. So you've also interviewed David McCullough uh, for 1776, a fantastic I book. I love that book. John Grogan, uh, Marley and Me. But yeah. this I find interesting more than anything. Your number one choice, you interviewed John Updike. Now, I'm thinking, why is he interviewing the author of Rabbit Run and the and the Rabbit series? He actually did a book on John up or on uh, on James Buchanan. Yes, Buchanan you know, there, dying. There are not many books written about James Buchanan. For sure, John Updike wrote a book and a play, and the the play he readily admits is awful, but uh, <laughs> but it was a hook because you know I'm a huge fan, so I, I, I pursued him for ten years and finally got him to sit down. He just was charming; could not have been nicer. But you know his books, the Rabbit books, take place in Pennsylvania. Sure. So, you know, I can look for if I if I really want to get somebody, I can find a hook somehow. I read one of his first books in college in, in American novel class, John. Yeah, I read I read Run Rabbit Run when I was in Rabbit Run. Yeah, Rabbit Run. Rabbit Run. Rabbit Run. When I was in under when I was in undergrad. It's been a long time. What? Well, try, try his I book read up. the book. I know try, the name. He's, he's strangely erudite. It's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly erudite. So, so Brian, I want you to know that I did a little bit of of research on this 814 episodes the all-time 
longest list, longest running scripted U.S. primetime television series. Do you want to guess what that is? Uh, the Simpsons. It is The Simpsons. Ah. Six hundred and thirty-nine episodes. You are Ooh. more prolific than The Simpsons, <laughs> Gunsmoke, uh, Family Guy. That's uh, scripted. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well so yeah. what? But but they still had. He still he's done more episodes than o- Adventures what of about, Ozzy uh, and Harriet. Pro wrestling. That's a that's a oh, pretty on, long It's not show. a TV series. You got to talk. <laughs> what about do you mean it's not a TV, TV series? It's on every Monday that's night. Scripted. Oh come it's on! It's absolutely on. scripted. It's also scripted. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Please. It's real. I'm questioning your data. It's Dave. real. It's real. You know, the number 800 is significant to me personally, though, because my old boss, Brian Lamb, who hosted Book Notes, he did 800 Book Notes programs, and then he stopped doing the show. So all through the years, I keep in touch with him, and I talk to him every few months, and he always says, okay, what's the number now? And I've been creeping up toward his number, and now I passed it. So it's like... uh, a, a, a record that will never be broken, like Lou Gehrig's uh, hitting streak. I want you to know that you have more, almost tripled the number of episodes of Melrose Place. Melrose well, that was Place. My goal in the beginning. Two hundred twenty-six episodes, and you have. <laughs> I, am I right on my math there? He's yeah. almost tripled. Someday, pop culture historians will look back on that show and realize that it was one of the great cultural artifacts of the nineteen nineties. <laughs> so, what do you got coming up on two questions? What do you have coming up on PA Books and Might Interest Us? And how do we watch the show? When do we watch the show? Well, the new programs run Sunday nights at 7 o'clock. So this week's program is a really fun one that I just recorded last week called The Indian World of George Washington. And it is really the story of the Native Americans and how they were adapting to Europeans and the French and Indian War and their role in that and their role in the Revolutionary War. And George Washington is kind of the thread that goes through it all. And any book about George Washington I love. I mean, we, you know, James Buchanan is the only president born in Pennsylvania, but we've adopted George Washington as Pennsylvania's other president. So sure. uh, I've done a lot of books about him. So uh, so the guy was great. It was Colin Calloway, has an Irish accent, teaches at Dartmouth, just charming guy and a good talker. And that's Sunday night at 7 o'clock. And then uh, the Pennsylvania Scrapple book will run um, – July I love 8th. It. I love it. And the woman was great. She's in her like, mid 20s, maybe, and is a food writer for. So maybe like sausage people. gravy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's July 8th. And then old programs, reruns run Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. So it gives me a chance to dig through and pull out some of my old favorites and give them another airing. Brian Lockman, CEO of PCN. Brian, we really appreciate you being on the show. Love your show. Congratulations on 814 great episodes. Looking forward to another 814 more. Well, thank you much, Dave. I, I, I try to keep going. The books keep coming. I'm recording one tomorrow on uh, Gettysburg Eddie, who's the story of Eddie Plank, one of the winningest pitchers in Major League Baseball history. So they just keep on coming. Thanks, my man. Brian, please join us again sometime, okay? All right. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Brian. Do you know who else is on this list? The Benny Hill Show. Yeah. Yeah. That, Were you that, looking that, at it on Wikipedia? Yeah. That was real, by the way. Yeah. That, that wasn't scripted. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. that, that was real. My Three Sons, King of the Hill. Oh, I love My Three Sons. Gunsmoke, 635 right. episodes. ER, 331 episodes. I mean, I th- ER, seems, ER pretty, seems like it lasted longer than that. A though. lot longer. And, and, you know, PA Mash. Books is pretty prolific. You got to yeah, give him credit. Definitely. Got to give him credit. 
I, I wonder how he preps for that. Does he read those books like all the way through before he does right? the interview? He's got to read. And what do you do with the Scrapple book? Is that like a coffee table book? What do you it's do a coffee that? table book. It's sort of like you put your coffee on Pennsylvania beers. <laughs> sort of like Pennsylvania beers. Pennsylvania beers, and then I would write Pennsylvania Scrapple. Am I going to have to go out and try Scrapple now? Scrapple's only a breakfast food. It's not a lunch. Scrapple is the best. It's not a lunch or dinner meal. Give me, listen to me now. Is it like spam? I want you to listen to me. It is, isn't it? By the way, that guy from Dartmouth, you're from New England, right? Do you know him? Oh, you guys all know each other, right? Of course we do. We have a a meeting. (laughs) Here's town hall. Here's my perfect breakfast. If you could give me my perfect breakfast, it would be two eggs over medium. Listen now. Two eggs over medium. Is this scrapple, how you talk to your wife? Scrapple. He, he puts, he puts Listen, honey. He puts this is what I for breakfast. Over medium. Scrapple and a whole grain toast. Toasted gently, not burned, with a little bit of butter. And then you're going to throw some hash browns on the side with some onions and peppers in it. And then I'm going to mix it all up and have a party. That's look at, my breakfast. Oh, look at this. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, that's, I'm that's, a little overcome. That's good, right? That's good. What's no. your, well, what's your favorite breakfast then? It would probably guy? be a ham and cheese omelet with home fries on the side, toasted, jelloed up, and Boring. then I have milk served with the meal. Milk? milk? Yeah, milk. What do you mean milk? Two percent milk. Yeah, to wash down the uh, toast uh, jelly you, bread. What are you, Dennis the Menace? Who the heck? Who the heck drinks milk with breakfast anymore? Besides probably my every, six-year-old daughter, freaking and, American and kid, nobody in this, drinks, you, and my twelve-year-old. Yeah, and your everybody. How is your daughter doing, your she's, lovely daughter? She's, she's doing fantastic. I love how you discount milk. That's, yeah. that's so beautiful. I'm discounting it's more you expensive than gas. Milk. I'm discounting you drinking milk for breakfast. No, but You're I have coffee. Years I, ki- old. I kick it off with coffee, buddy. So if I'm feeling real extravagant, I do a, f- I do a full English. A full English breakfast? You make it you at home? You mean English yeah, muffin? No, no, no. No, an English we're, breakfast. We're talking What's, eggs, bacon, chips. Listen to him. Beans. Chips. Beans. Yes, they're part what of the English breakfast. They're baked beans. Baked beans. That's an English breakfast. Stewed, to- stewed tomato. Oh, I love st- stewed tomatoes and mac and cheese. That's my that's my go-to. No, no I, that's not an English breakfast. I didn't if say I'm, it was. Mac and cheese is not I, a I, breakfast. I, 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 I didn't say it was, Dave. You're, I said stewed tomatoes. I just said it goes with mac on, and cheese. Mac and cheese actually is a breakfast. If can't you're you stay my, on topic? No, I made you Mac and cheese is a breakfast if you're my daughter. I will say this. Hey, all right, Art. What's your favorite breakfast? You this show is? Just take me to the IHOB. What, I'm is, happy. what is I yeah, IHOB? <laughs> what did it mean? International House of Burgers, burgers. right? Yeah. Oh, uh, really? Isn't it? International House of Burgers. Yeah, they create that's, wor- that's the worst, like, that's really bad publicity stunt ever. See, so wait a minute. So, why? So, <laughs> okay, so you go to IHOB, and what are you going to get? I go in. You for, can't just say, I'm just taking a to IHOB. Pancakes, a grilled cheese. Sc- scrambled eggs, bacon, side order of toast, and a Coke. That's my breakfast right there. Anything left on the menu after that? No, not really. Are they going for the Five Guys uh, angle? Do you do... <laughs> Picking do you, up the Denny's angle? Do what are they doing? Do you do... Uh, do you put syrup on your pancakes? Heck yeah. I do not. Yeah. Why? I've never you, you, liked syrup. Well, here's I've a question. I've never liked so you're, you're maple not, syrup. You're, you're not from New England. I just like a little bit of butter. You're not from New England. Do you They're put the nice. syrup on yeah. before you I, cut the pancakes or after I, you I cut the pancakes? I bet the guy from Dartmouth does it the same before. way. You put the syrup on before. What you do? You, what do you I put, put it on after. Some savage? Put it on before. The Are whole, you a savage? The whole idea is to watch. The whole idea is to watch the maple syrup glaze. Although, what over. about the butter? Where I'm, I'm going to amend my breakfast. So if I'm really drunk and hungover. I'll yeah. be I'll be at Waffle House and getting the hash browns scattered, covered, chunked, peppered, and uh, you, and hammed. Oh, it's good. Do you put the butter in between the pancakes? I, you, don't, you don't put butter on pancakes. You straight up maple what is syrup. happening here? Yeah, really? Yeah, you have standards are important, Frank. You have really bad breakfast habits, Frank. We'll be right back here on Latour Live, WHP 580, whp580.com.
This is Latour Live with Dave Latour on News Radio WHP 580. And welcome back to Latour Live. Space Force. I just had to. I, I'm, like I'm, I'm never going to get tired of that. I know. That, that's I'm a really great. Get tired of that. That's a great piece of sound right there, Art. You did. You did yeoman's work there. You are a talented individual. I can't take credit for that. We'll give oh, our voice guy Victor of- that. Yeah, voice guy Victor did a really darn good job on that. I mean, listen. The logo. Space Force. Jumpsuits, I'm sure. Oh, they'll be shiny. They'll be blue. Jumpsuits. Satiny. And he'll have one. Trump will have a jumpsuit. Don't, I see, now I can't unsee that. With yeah, that way big to go. stomach. I really can't. <laughs> with the tie down past his belt buckle. Hey, real quick, uh, getting back to campaigns, where are you on, on Casey and Barletta? What are you thinking there? Unless Bob gets hit by an asteroid. Yeah. yeah. What's the well, numbers? Space I haven't Force. seen any polling Space on Force. It. Uh, <laughs> Space Force. Might, might be why it was created. I think, I think the last FNM poll had Casey up. I don't know the margin exactly, but he, the last FNM poll had Casey up. The, a lot of people are saying the numbers are wrong. The, the support for Casey is a lot softer than it is. But, again, this is Bob who's sitting on, what, 10, 7, 10 million bucks? Yeah. and. I think the problem for the challenge that Barlett is going to have this year with the Republicans looking to defend the Senate, yeah, unless he can show fairly early on that he has a credible shot of knocking off Casey, the NRSC is going to just take its money and go elsewhere and play in states where they think they have a shot of, of actually picking them seats, like trying to say knocking off Claire McCaskill in, in Missouri in Missouri or someplace else. Um, you know, they talked to McConnell a couple of weeks ago, and he didn't even put that race in the top the top ten tier of seats that he thought were going to determine control of the Senate. Hmm. Um, and Dave, you've been around campaigns. It's a long big enough. statement. And and you know, money begets money. So sure. so he's and success begets success. So Barlett is going to have to start showing that he's competitive and that he can raise money for the money to follow him. People aren't just going to start, particularly not in a year like this where there's so many competitive races, they're just not going to throw money around. And he's not running for re-election to Congress, right? He is not. Which means he, he's probably going to have to go to... Space Force! We'll be gone by then. He'd be Secretary of Space Force. He could be Secretary of Space Force. There's no way this, this could be formed and we'll see it. It's yeah. too far down the road. We don't, yeah. even have, we don't even have light speed yet. You know, but, and by, I'm, I'm like, I turned 48 a couple of weeks ago. I thought by now we'd have jet cars. Yeah, that's but, a good point. But we don't. Little back to the future stuff. Yeah. That, I would right love now. to be transported. Like, like I'm driving sometimes in my car, and I'm like, I would love to just get there 15 <laughs> yeah, minutes the, earlier, <laughs> be there. I want to be transported. Yeah, the problem is, is would you love that? Well, because no, Star Trek had to invent a gizmo to get around the law of physics that actually makes that impossible. But that was great, though. I know. A Willing B. suspension of disbelief. Oh, I'm all Come on. I'm, I'm, I cover politics. Of course, I suspend my disbelief. <laughs> all right, here's another one. What about here's another one? What about time travel? How do you feel about time travel? Wouldn't that be great? Time travel would be back awesome. or forward. The, the, uh, the time travel, no, would be the, awesome. the ripple effects like across the timeline, where you would like erase yourself. That's just I don't know. I've seen the <laughs> I watch I watch the Flash, man. I know that there are ripple effects to time travel. So one other thing, last thing I'm going to ask you about politics: <laughs> the annual trek. I'm just moving right past that. We're now we're talking about time travel. It's time to move if on. If you could be the young Donald Trump, what would you say to him? Time to move don't, on. Don't. <laughs> what do we um, do for God's sake? Don't. So anyway, uh, PA Society. It is the it's, it's annual December. It's the annual December celebration of everything that's wrong with politics in Pennsylvania. And I used Decades, to be a big time lover of PA Society. I would go up on a Wednesday night, and one year there's I nobody, st- there's nobody even there yet. I know. <laughs> I go up on a Wednesday night through Sunday, and by the time I got done paying for my hotel bill, I could have put a down payment on a house. Yes. And I just kind of got tired of it. The more I thought about it, the more, the more I kind of realized it. 
all that money that's spent in New York City, and I get it, New York City Christmas time and everything, wouldn't it be great to invest that and rotate it every year between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh? No, just cut. And no one would go. Do you don't think anybody would go? I mean, I've been listening because it's all about New York. I've been listening to argument for twenty years. I mean, everyone's like, bring it back to Pennsylvania. No, no one would go to Philadelphia. The whole point is everyone's getting out of town. Yeah, they can. I mean, they. they I think they last year they had to move it to the, to the New York Hilton because the Waldorf's being convert, being converted to condos. Hilton. Yeah, it's, it's like going to a convention to cardiologists now. <laughs> <laughs> and what and what happens there? Are there deals getting done? Like, it's, it's, so it's so it's like so if you're running for office in Pennsylvania, in the year in the December before an even numbered year. You go to New York, you plant the flag, you start introducing yourself around. It's kind of like the warm-up lap before campaign year starts. Um, it used to be in the old days, back when there were still smoke-filled rooms, a lot more about deal-making, a lot more about picking candidates. Now it's, it now it's a lot more just about like fundraising right. and, um, and, and networking. And it's still a thing you go to because, honestly, if you're, if you're a journalist to cover Pennsylvania politics, um, you have all of the electeds in one place so it's actually like it's pretty easy pickings you can just wander from reception to reception and 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 conduct as many interviews as you can and it's good to go if you're a reporter just to know that you know let them know that you keep an eye on them too i think we've lost dave no i think no i mean i i just think it's i think it's worn out it's well i think it's tired it is a a profoundly silly tradition and everyone argues to abolish it but we're going to be stuck with it until you know new york falls into the sea it used to be andrew carnegie you know, it used to be it was sirloin steaks and martinis, and you know. And guys now it's like every Tom, Dick, and Harry who somehow they let, uh, they, associates themselves with the Capitol building believes they should be going up to New York for PA society. They let us in, for God's sake. Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, you gotta go see Gotti, the no. John Travolta no. <laughs> movie. No, that they're trashing all over the place. I mean, that, that's, I heard I heard Travolta and Gotti. I was like, yeah, no. When is the last time John Travolta did a damn good movie? Um, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I mean, because then he got then he got hot again, and he was doing stuff like Broken Arrow. He did and he did numbers I, that that Pennsylvania numbers, lottery movie, that horrible. He drove movie. back and forth across the Market Street Bridge like twenty five times. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Don't you think mean, he's a weird dude? He's absolutely he's a, he's a Scientologist. Odd. What about Tom Cruise? I saw Tom Cruise's American Made this weekend. That's about the pilot that goes into yeah. How help bad was Noriega. that? No, it wasn't bad. It, yeah. it was actually pretty good. Hey, before I forget. I think Cruz is a good actor. What basic cable station was that on? <laughs> PCN. <laughs> hey, uh, before I forget, happy 70th birthday, Subway Cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy in birthday. Harrisburg. Best pizza traditionally in Harrisburg, fish bowl beers. Frank, have you ever been to Subway Cafe? <laughs> yes, I have to. I'm about to say, you haven't been. Art, have you I been like to you Subway Cafe? I like you like I haven't been. I have not. What? I haven't. See, that's what you get. You've never been to the Subway Cafe? I can't say I have, huh? If you were in this room right I now, remember, I'd beat you over the head with a microphone. Do you remember Esmeralda, the the, the woman that used to own it? Yeah, sure. Years she, and years. She would come out, how's your food? And right. It's great. How's your, how's your day? Nothing like a plain cheese pizza at Subway Cafe. It's like plate size, yeah. you know, and then you get, I, I just get that big fishbowl beer. I haven't been in years. I got to go back now. But like the bartender oh. like left there too, they, and like everyone was everyone yeah. was like, nah, he went themselves. up to Grill Twenty Two, but the place is still fine. They redid all the modeling in there. They redid all the all the booths, which everything. they should not have done. Which they should not. There's have no done. more jukeboxes on the in the booths. No, they should have left. And they, you know, and I love all that old gaudy Italian decor. I remember there's a map you know? of Italy up oh, there. Oh, I just love that, that old yep. god. That's old Harrisburg. That reminds me of Castiglia's. You know, any of you people that are old enough to remember Castiglia's, which some... is right where the, um, uh, what's the, uh, then it became the caucus, and now it's the, uh, 
Oh, shoot. What's that bar downtown? I can't think of it. Right across from the Capitol there. Oh, um, Sammy's. No, 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 Cap- no. Oh, no, uh, it's a gay bar. What's it called? Um, oh, what, 704? No. Stallions. Stallions. Yeah. Right where Stallions is, that used to be an Italian restaurant called Castiglia's. Right. What's the best Italian restaurant in central Pennsylvania, in your opinion? Go. <sighs> You'd be hard-pressed to find the best Italian. Mine, mine closed. What was that? Nino's Bistro on Camp Hill, man. That was a good one. Nino's closed. I like, I like Gabriella's. That broke my heart. I think nine, if you... Dolce Vita on Market Street is good, too. Dolce Vita on Market Street is good, but I think if you ask 10 people, nine would say Gabriel's. Yeah. Nine would say Gabriel's. I miss Nino's. Mr. Nino, if you are out there, please come back to us. What sucks (laughs) is there's none in Hershey. There's no good Italian restaurants in Hershey. No, and they fashion themselves as good. I mean, that's where all the Italians used to be. That's where all the Italians used to be in Hershey. Nah, not really. It's kind of crappy. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, we got about two. Who now is no longer advertising with the station? That's okay. We got about two minutes left. I'll pick up the slack elsewhere. Our our weekly question What are you watching on TV? I'm still stuck on Westworld. We got the uh, season finale coming up. Well, no, I'm still like five behind. I I haven't even seen uh, Anthony Hopkins yet. I'm still waiting for him to pop up. What are you watching on TV? Marnie and I are uh, binge watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Netflix. Okay. Don't look, don't look at me like that. What are you, t- Agents of Shield? Yes, it's not like, like an show. NBC like show. ABC. Yeah, you can't watch something that was on network television on Netflix. It's too soft. It's not like gritty stuff. Well, the, uh, the unfortunately, new, the, Dave the, makes the, a good point. Uh, the, the new Luke Cage series actually starts on Netflix. Who? Luke Cage. Luke Cage. He's a Marvel character. You're really at, into Marvel, huh? I, 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 Do you like I, Jessica I, Jones? That was that's, that actually might be the best series of a lot. First season of Jessica Jones is my favorite Marvel series. Although the uh, the Punisher first the Punisher, season was The Punisher good. was good. Their, their double season two lost did, me. I like the Defenders, yeah, though. But, yeah. Defenders a little too sissy. Did you like, finish Stranger Things? Did you do season two? Yeah, I love Stranger Things. Season two? Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? We're I don't talking, know. Are you, you watching it now? Watching. You watch it now? I might. The question was, what are you watching on TV? I oh, did. And, and it's, it's like bit Forged in Fire. I'm, I'm addicted to Forged in Fire. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one where they make swords. There's knives and swords. I love that show. I'll, I'll watch it forever. That's a good show. Addicted. Are, are addicted. we watching the World Cup? Does that interest us? Yeah, I mean, I got that on. There's actually a monitor above my desk at Penn Live. I was I watching, watch, I was I watching watch Portugal this morning. Yeah. I do too. I watch it don't work. How about now, Frank? Then Art, you're a big soccer fan, right? It's okay. I'm all watching the College World Series right now. Really? Because Carolina's in it. So you, you and who else? So he's the one. <laughs> you and what other guy? <laughs> what can I say? Hey, by the way, I just want to send get well wishes to uh, Giants New or San Francisco Giants closer Hunter Strickland. Uh, he blew a save last night and decided to punch a wall and shattered his hand, and now he's out six to eight weeks. I just want to remind all our listeners That's out there. That's a really dumb thing to do. Yeah, I just want to remind our listeners out there that walls are undefeated. They are truly, truly so undefeated. Father Time and walls yeah, ball, are undefeated. Walls will always win. They always beat human bones, yes. wouldn't you say? Yes. John, it's a pleasure to have you on our show today. It, doesn't it go fast? It does. It goes so fast. It's like the best hour of your week. It goes warp speed, just like the <laughs> time travel. We got to do it, guys. We got to figure like it the, out. Just like the Space Force. Well, just, thank you for that. Look. See, I was, I was trying to cue you there. Space warp speed. There you go. Force. Hey, I want to thank uh, Brian Lockman from PCN for being on today. Oh, here's the greatest song in history, John. Oh, hey, will you get these interview guys on? Can you get like free books and stuff like that? Since we're I'll try to get if some we're gonna free start books. pumping these guys, and they can at least give us books. Yeah, I mean, why don't you send us that book on Scrapple, right? I'll take one, put it on my coffee table. Art Selby, you were great today. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being on, John Mysick. Anytime. You Anytime. were great Anytime. today. Fabulous. Great Thank today, you. Frank. You're my man, Dave. No worries. Frank. Dave. Try don't better next time. Those... Try better next time. I, I think he's weeping. 
he might be weeping. Thanks for listening. Latour Live. Tune in. WHP 580, WHP 580.com. See you next week.